0: This is Purple Radio On Demand. You're listening to Purple Radio, Durham student radio station. I think the most important thing and best piece of advice is life is real short. You have to stick to your guns. You have to
1: find something that you can do.
0: And you can change it. You can influence it. You can you can build
1: your own things that other people can use. For me, that's thrilling. Something really good happens. Doing
0: something you passionately believe in rather than
1: half your life doing nothing. I know you may try to argue with that, but you can't.
0: Uh, and we don't have time to spare. Visit www.purpleradio.co.uk to find out more about season two of videotape. Thank you very much. Good morning, it's Wednesday the 5th of February, the time is just after 11.05. You're listening to Purple Radio with Luke Batalis. Today I'm joined by journalist Dr Owen Bennett-Jones. Thank you for joining us Owen. It's a pleasure. You've worked, reported, presented from all around the world, Bucharest, Geneva, Hanoi, Beirut and more. Was this a challenge, making transitions to different countries? Have you ever felt isolated when working abroad? What is it
1: like? Uh, No, I've never really felt isolated. There are Generally speaking, a few journalists are living just about anywhere, and i found that uh, normally there's quite a high degree of uh, camaraderie amongst the press corps, uh, and that you get people with very different attitudes to life and very different backgrounds and so on, different nationalities, uh, but nonetheless, all with the common purpose of trying to work out what on earth is going on uh, wherever you're living, and uh, generally speaking, I mean, there are a few who tend to be quite individualistic and not very collegiate, but generally speaking, People uh, share quite openly what they've got, and um, yeah, the worst thing as a foreign correspondent is to be the only one who hasn't got a story, uh, and so no one wants to be in that place. So, generally speaking, people are quite good at sharing their information and making sure that no one's left out.
0: How did you get into journalism when you were younger?
1: So, I just joined the BBC scheme at the time um, out of uh, university. And in fact, I applied once, didn't get it, and then uh, applied again the next year and, and got in, and then I left the BBC in a sense that i uh, they have these horrible employment arrangements so I, I ended up becoming freelance for most of my career and was uh, running around the world pretty much at will so that I wasn't an employee, so they couldn't really tell me where to go, so I was able to set up shop where I wanted.
0: I'm interested in film, and actually a lot of filmmakers are doing exactly as you described, switching to a more freelance way of working. Is that something that you prefer doing?
1: Uh, not really, no, because it just means you don't get any of the benefits that uh, that, that, that you should get as, as a, an employee, so uh, I, I don't actually recommend it. I mean, pe- people have to do it now, and, and uh, you don't really have much choice about it, but it's, it's just a way of employers cutting their costs and so no I think it's uh, it's exploitative. In
0: 2012 you moved to Princeton University as a professor of journalism and two years later you visited the University of Southern California. That's quite a change. How did you make that move in your career? Was it something that you were sort of planning on doing it? How did it come about?
1: Uh, Well these were just visiting professorships and I thought they'd be quite interesting and uh, it was quite interesting Uh, in both places the students were absolutely wonderful and you know in the United States I think it's fair to say. I mean, I don't want to uh, undermine my uh, impression or anyone's impression of the uh, students in the UK, but the, the, these American students—they really, they really work, and they—they—they they, they are determined to get the most out of their education. So, you, you know, I found in both places, you know, I, I could give any number of books on a reading list uh, each at the end of each class, and by next class, they would all be read, and they'd all have something to say about them, and so they were a total delight. Uh, to teach and uh, all try to make their way you know, in the world and, and, and c- giving themselves the best chance to do so. Talking
0: of books, you wrote Target Britain, your book which came out in 2013, it's set in Pakistan. I'm curious because you've had this hugely successful career in reporting information and, I guess, communicating fact. What was it like changing to fiction? Was that a natural move for you? Uh,
1: yeah, it's, it's okay. Uh, it's, it's very sort of fact-based, I guess. And... Uh, and yeah, I mean, it, it does, um, there's a new trend in podcasting, if you're interested in podcasts, where increasingly we're using dramatizations to illustrate what's happening. So I don't know if you're aware of um, Tunnel 29, which was one of the more successful podcasts last year, which had actors uh, having dramatized scenes. And in fact, I did something similar with one of my own podcasts earlier on, on the murder of the governor of Punjab, who was killed by one of his bodyguards, and and so yeah, I, I think probably there is a trend of mixing uh, fictional dramatization with fact based documentary, and and it sort of works, and and, it, and it's very liberating because you know the difficulty one has in making a podcast is getting all the information. So if, I mean, I, I, I'm making one now on a, a hijacking in 1981, and. Yeah, I've got a pretty good idea of what happened every half hour, let's say, of the 13 days that these people were killed. But I don't know the precise conversations. I know the people, I know their characters, I know what they were doing, what sort of people they were. But in scripting it, it is great that I can now just write dialogue, which I think would be pretty close to what they said, but it's not what they said. And just say, look, this is not a documentary, it's a drama documentary. And I think you get to the truth, in a way, more fully than one would do if one was restricted to just what you could find out definitely happened you co-wrote a radio play blasphemy in the government of Punjab, about, yeah, yeah which
0: is what you're just yeah. talking about which broadcasted on bbc radio 4 and i'm just struck by the number of different media you use is that something that was planned did you sort of set out to be a journalist or did you sort of want to well i'm
1: freelance the... you know you've got to get work wherever yeah, you can get it sure. and, and uh, so well, i'm always i'm always pitching what do you prefer uh so i, I, I do prefer radio and, and podcast because because I've done some telly and it, it is a nightmare and it, it, it's technically very difficult and involves a huge number of people and everything goes wrong and one bit of kit is missing and the whole day is lost and it's just a stressy environment and, and with the radio or the podcast, you know, I've just been to the United States interviewing people for this hijack thing. I'm on my own. I've got my own equipment. I know it works. I can book my own flights, so I can just be toddling around and I can go and meet these people quietly, no drama, no big team, and it's better.
0: Would you ever go back to somewhere like NewsHour or do you think you're... No,
1: no, I've done enough of all that. So so I'm, 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 I'm writing books and trying to do things. I mean, one of the issues is, you know, the value of daily journalism and having done it for 25 years, I sort of got disillusioned with it and, and thought that it, it just didn't deliver and that, you know, I was interviewing people every day, maybe six people in a day, and uh, anyone who any, you know, some of the analysts were trying to explain what was going on. But any, 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 as we would say in the media terms, real person than there was politician, decision maker, power holder, whatever. Uh, you know, frankly, are lying most of the time, and the, the, and there's not much I can do to get around that. And they've all got media training, so they know how to lie fluently. And I thought I was wasting my time, so I'm quite
0: glad not to be doing it. Do you really notice uh, when you're working with a really strong journalist, someone who's really sort of apt at, at their questioning? Do you feel that difference when you work with different people from you know different media? Uh,
1: so, 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 no, I, I, I came to the view that you can, you can be. You know, very good at asking the questions and you still don't get the answers so it, it doesn't really make any difference yeah. and, and um, that you know even even the most junior aid worker is now trained in how to not answer questions yeah. uh, and they come with their three points that they've been briefed on and they just say them whatever you ask so it's, it's just a fruitless arid exercise and, and it, it's it's a sort of it's a piece of theatre where I, you know, I would pretend to be aggressive and holding people to account, and they'd pretend to be on the ropes. Uh, but we all knew it was a game uh, uh, and false. Yeah, yeah. You know? so, it- so, so, so I I, 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 so I don't know what the solution to it is because obviously I think it's a good thing to hold people to account, but I, I'm sure the broadcast journalism doesn't. Uh, uh, it, yeah, maybe books do better, but of course no one reads them. So, so it's a problem. In that
0: sense, has journalism changed from when you started out? Yeah, I think it has
1: changed. I I, I think media training is um, a real problem, and and that it it has given power holders the capacity to avoid being held to account. Is there anyone you've worked with that sort
0: of comes to mind? I know it's sort of a horrible question, but is there anyone who who really stands out? Well,
1: there are are some some journalists who who, who are uh, very brave, uh, and I'm always impressed with that. Uh, so I've been into quite dangerous places, but always been very cautious and, and uh, you know, not very risk, uh, quite risk-averse. Uh, so so I'm always impressed with, uh, just remember, I remember Christina Lamb from the Sunday Times once. I mean, I was in southern Iraq. And she, I don't know God, how she did it, but she got a car and it went, went into, it was probably Basra, but when it was still under the control of, Saddam's people and it was Saddam Hussein's government and it, so it was just super dangerous and I was just like I wouldn't have done it so I'm quite, I'm quite impressed, yeah I didn't do it I mean I could have done it and I didn't so I'm, I'm quite impressed with people who do that and, and then I guess uh, the other thing is people who actually know what they're talking about so if, if you know so much of this daily journalism is you just go out to some dangerous place stand on a roof, pontificate with no knowledge, and leave the next day or the next week. And then you get people like Patrick Coburn, who's writing in the London Review Books, who who have been following Iraq, and he's spent a lot of time in Iraq for the last 15 years. Well, you know, it's definitely worth reading what he's got to say about Iraq. He understands it. I and mean, He's he, he studied it. He's read everything. He's talked to everyone. He knows what he's doing. And, and so I, I, I think that is the way to do yeah foreign journalism probably domestic journalism too to get people who've covered the health sector or whatever forever
0: it's interesting you mentioned that we had jeremy vine on a few months right. ago and he talked about the difference between being an expert and being experienced and i think like what you're talking about is right. exactly that having, yeah. having the backing
1: well he'll know because he'll come on his program and you get news reporters who are like journalists who, who just you know <laughs> i mean i can do it i've done it you just make it up i mean you don't make it up but you just sort of don't say That's anything like Effectively. Sure. I mean, you just try and not say anything. It gets you wrong. Uh, uh, and then people who, who, yeah, will come on this programme who, who do understand this stuff and, and will enlighten us all. And
0: lastly, what would you say to people at university wanting to pursue a career like you've had in broadcast? Yeah, I mean,
1: I, what I'd say is that is, is, you know, increasingly they have to be prepared not to make much money. So it really is a choice, and, and, and uh, you know, journalism is not an easy way to make a living, increasingly, because everyone's doing our on social media for nothing, and so, yeah, the amount of space for professional people to make a living out of it is limited. But, you know, it is interesting, and it is a good life, and, it, it, and if people want to do it, I, th- I think they just need to go and do it, and, and and not to... I mean, you know, I didn't do journalism college at Masters. I know it's much more sort of de rigueur now, but whenever I was abroad, I would see young people coming in at the age of 18 19 20 whatever australia university and just starting filing and you could see immediately the ones who were going to make it because they were like on it and they were just busy and they were just doing some tv and they were doing some radio and they were doing some written stuff and they were doing it for nothing and they're doing it for tiny fees but they were just on it and they probably have their own site now and would be Getting all that organised, and 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 yeah. You know, so so it still works that if you just go somewhere interesting and start filing, you'll be fine.
0: Dr. Owen Bennett Jones, thanks very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for downloading this episode of Video Videotape. See you at the next one. Bye. Purple Radio Podcasts.